episode 36 of the making disciples podcast where we are furthering our knowledge of jesus christ and the gospel so that we can go to the ends of the world and minister and make disciples um if you are new i appreciate you joining the podcast uh please make sure to check out all the social links that are in the description if you are looking to join a discord that is a community on an app called discord where we are just fellow believers pouring into each other so that we can further our knowledge together and go to the ends of the world this episode is the time that you've been waiting for it is the prodigal son. Um, I've been saving it towards the end of the parables. This isn't the last parable, but I've been saving it towards the end just due to the fact that I'm going to be teaching today's episode from three POVs, uh, the prodigal, the father, and the older son. Um, and it is in Luke chapter 15, 11 through 32, and let's go ahead and dive in. And he said, there was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and the shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let it eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Verse 25. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back, safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and, entre and entreated him. But he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who had devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Now, this is one of the most beloved parables. It's arguably the most known parable. And unlike most parables, this has many different lessons. And like I said, I'm going to go through the three main characters of this parable. And number one that we'll be going through is the prodigal. He is the example of sound repentance. And then we're going to move to the father, which pictures God longing for the return of the sinner. And then lastly, we'll move into the older brother, which may be compared to the Pharisees. And like the other two parables in this chapter, in chapter 15, we see the joy of God and the celebrations over one sinner repenting. Heaven rejoices over one sinner repenting. And the first character, like I said, is the prodigal son. And this son was not entitled to any inheritance while his father still lived 
but we see that his father still fulfilled the request. This act of the prodigal son seeks to represent those that seek to be their own God. They refuse their potential relationship with him to chase their fleshly desires, to seek to be high placed in this world. The prodigal lived an utterly wasteful life. He lived recklessly, and when everything was gone, his situation was utterly desperate. He symbolizes the sinner who is completely helpless, lacking in every single aspect of his life, and only has one out, only one person to turn to, and that is the Father. When he finally came to his senses, he was then a candidate for salvation. Matthew chapter 5, 3 through 6, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. We see that the prodigal then contemplated what he would say to his father. Through this, he does what every single disciple is supposed to do from the very beginning, and that is to count the costs. He knew that his father's servants lived better than he did, and he was ready to take the form of a servant. He did not only realize the desperate condition that he was in, but he understood the gravity of his transgressions against his father. When the prodigal got to his father, he didn't even have time to finish the words of repentance that he had scripted out. This shows the eagerness God has to forgive, the eagerness that he is longing for every single sinner to come to salvation through his son, through the blood. Now this moves us on to our second character, and that is the father. And in the beginning, the prodigal sought to rebel and to live a life for himself, and the father didn't stop him. We see this in Romans chapter 1. God gave them up to the lusts, to the desires of their heart. Now, as soon as his son was willing to come back, we see the joy of the Lord over one sinner. Now, notice that the father did not go to the pig pen to chase after his son. Yes, God seeks to chase after us. But if we push him away, he's not going to force us into his presence. Once the son was willing to repent, the father ran out to meet him with open arms. Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. He will receive us with open arms once we surrender all to him. Once we present our bodies as a living sacrifice and no longer are our own God over our life, but once we are fully submissive and fully give God control over our life is when he will receive us with open arms. Our relationship with God is not on our own terms. We may not bring in the hidden sin that is in our life. We are a new creation. We cannot have some of the light and some of the darkness. You must be fully transformed. You must be made a new creation. We once were dead and now are alive. We once were lost, but now we are found. God seeks to have a relationship with you. Keep in mind that he will not force you into his presence. Once you are willing to submit to his terms, that is to completely be made new, to be a new creation, to submit your body as a living sacrifice and be a servant, once you are ready to do that, he will receive you with open arms and you will be able to be a partaker in his perfect joy and his perfect peace and to have true fulfillment that the world can never offer. 
you know the phrase, hindsight is twenty twenty. While we are living in our sin and our disgusting lives, we think we're okay. The longer you are living in this sinful path, the more and more that it's going to be harder for you to get out of this sinful path. The more and more you're going to be conformed to this world and not to Christ. But once you give your life to Christ and realize that the world offers you nothing, it becomes very clear because you then have everything that Christ offers. The adultery, the sexual immorality, the money of this world, the power, the riches, whatever it may be, you think that it brings you fulfillment, but you'll never experience true fulfillment without the intimate relationship with God that he seeks to have with you. So lastly, I want to move on to the older son. And like I mentioned earlier, he represents the Pharisee. He has no interest in his repentant brother. If heaven rejoices over one soul being saved, why don't we? I think we take the place of the older son more than we realize. When we have a brother or sister in Christ who we've been discipling over the years, ministering to over the years, and then we get to see the fruit bear, and we get to see them come to Christ completely and utterly and submit their bodies as a living sacrifice. But I think more often than we we realize, we take the position of the older son. The older brother had so much pride that he was blind to his own sin and was unrepentant. The older son states, look, these many years I have served you and I never disobeyed your command. He has so much pride that he cannot realize his own sin. All the years that he spent serving his father seemed to be motivated by what he could get in return, rather out of a love for his father. He sought brownie points in serving his father rather than serving his father out of love for him. If you had to evaluate yourself right now in your walk with Christ, which brother would you be? Now, after you've evaluated that, which stage are you in? If you are the first brother, are you consistently chasing after the worldliness and your desires? Or have you come to your senses and realized that there's only fulfillment in the arms of Jesus? Have you come and presented your body as a living sacrifice, coming to be a servant of God? And then do you look down on your brother or sister in Christ? Do you, do you have so much pride that you are hindered from seeing your own sin? We shall rejoice over every sinner coming to salvation. Instead of being haughty or prideful, be a disciple and raise disciples and give all glory to God because he has used you. You were only a part of a little bit, either planting the seed, watering the seed, watching it grow, watching it bear fruit. It wasn't you. It was the Holy Spirit working through you. It's Christ in us. On our own, we are nothing. We are truly nothing without Christ. So rejoice when you get to be a part of God's divine, sovereign, perfect will. And do not neglect the calling that he has to be a disciple to those around you. Be a guide to those who have been newly found. Do not have pride and do not close off your relationships. Seek to grow those relationships and point them to Christ in all that you say and do. Whatever role God has for your life, for that person's life, submit to it and honor it and glorify God in all of it. God seeks a relationship with you if you have not come to Christ yet. He is standing with open arms, ready to receive all who submit 
and confess Jesus as Lord. He's not going to force you into his presence, though. You have to come to him on his terms. Do not try to hold your hand out and hold on to the darkness of this world. But instead, be the light of the world, be the salt of the earth, and be made completely new in Jesus Christ. Be a new creation. That wraps up episode 36 of the Making Disciples podcast. Thank you to every last one of you for joining us today. Again, if you are seeking that Discord server to join a community of fellow believers and even those who quite haven't maybe come to Christ yet, but we are discipling and ministering, please make sure to join that. It will be in the description of whatever platform you're on. And if you are seeking to support the channel, please do so through Patreon or Spotify. That will also be in the description of whatever platform you are on. I am grateful for every last one of you, and I can't wait to see you in episode 37. God bless.